0: Peloton is gifting you their best offer of the season. Get up to $600 off Peloton Bike, Bike Plus, or Tread packages. Choose the package that is right for you with accessories ranging from cycling shoes to non-slip grip dumbbells and more. Whether you have 10 minutes to spare for a strength class or 30 minutes for a running or cycling class, There's a workout that works for you with music that is truly iconic. So don't miss out on Peloton's best offer of the season. Visit onepeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate offer runs December 6, 2022. Excludes bike, bike plus, and tread basic. See additional terms at onepeloton.com.
1: This is the relevant podcast.
2: It's Friday, July 9th, 2021, and it's The Relevant Podcast here in Orlando uh, without any fireworks burns. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and joining me from Loverland, Virginia, fully intact, Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. Uh, from Austin, Texas, author, podcaster, extraordinaire, Jamie Ivey. Hey, guys. And from Nashville, Tennessee, artist, producer, mogul, and I just saw the first cut of his new music video, Derek Miner. What up, doe?
3: Uh-oh. Yeah,
2: it's, it's, it's good. He's wearing that sorry T-shirt that we all have he, in the video. I wore mine really last night.
0: Thought of you, Derek.
2: Derek, I'm, I gotta be honest with you, buddy. I have worn it so much, the back graphic is coming off. <laughs> like a friend called me out because the front looks good, and I never look at the back. And so I just keep putting it on. And a friend told me the other day, "Is like, dude, what's up with your shirt?" And so I looked, and like half of the sorry just hanging <laughs> off. So. FYI to the manufacturer.
1: Derek, when can the people expect to see the video? You know, not just the insiders.
3: Let me see. Uh I think I just hit up on marketing and they said uh the 14th. Five days, everybody.
1: Make sure to check it out.
3: Nice.
2: There's characters, there's acting, right? right, There's music, there's dancing, there's a whole theme to it.
3: It's great. Like, I legit, I, if I wasn't a rapper, I would definitely be active. Oh. Like, actor. Derek stereotypes all white people at one point? At one As point? usual. Like, that's what I do. <laughs> this is my thing. Well, I mean, it's I am not all surprised yeah. by this.
1: Okay, so so for people, I, I don't want to give too much away, but there there are, um, you know, uh, there's there's some humorous dialogue throughout. I'll, I'll say that. Um <laughs> Now, I'm assuming, Derek, most of that was was maybe maybe I'm assuming wrong. I'm assuming a lot of it was was improv for you guys were testing different things You know, during the shoot. How much how much is on the cutting room floor for the the Derek Miner after dark too hot for TV edition that we can just see you guys kind of riffing and testing and workshopping material?
3: So I was talking to I was talking to the director. He was like, bro, I he's like, I couldn't I couldn't fit everything in there. Like you he was like you had so much stuff, he was like, I couldn't fit everything in there. But now nah, it got pretty, it got pretty sideways. You know I mean, what I'm saying? The, the I had clip, a few milkshakes before I did the video. So there's a, you know.
2: clip, there's a clip
3: that <laughs> the white guy gets flustered,
2: like legit flustered. Like he didn't know what to say. Derek's one <laughs> to banter. The white guy got so flustered, he just kind of shut down. So I'm just
3: don't, don't pump it up too much because I guess we're going to have to debrief next Afterwards. show went, yeah. you know what I'm saying yeah. oh, well, see how people felt about it but you know what I'm saying it, but you, here's the thing this is the thing I love about comedy this is the thing I love about like even like South Park or uh, or Family Guy It's everybody can get it so yeah. you know what I'm saying like the video yeah. is also I'm also making fun of myself yeah. everybody can get it ain't hey, no nobody's off limits because that's how you do that's, that's what makes this fun when we make fun of everyone you know exactly. what I'm saying yeah,
1: exactly it's equal opportunity humor. You know what I mean? Like, plus, it's just joking around. Who cares? You know, people are okay with. So, some comedians
2: yeah. or some people enjoy humor where no one gets hurt. Derek likes the humor <laughs> where everyone gets hurt. Hard people, hard people.
0: Oh, <laughs> well, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> just got real. Hey, no, of I, real. but no.
3: When, when I was a kid, that's what like literally my family would be like. Yo, right, right now in my my thirties, my family will pull something up from when I was ten. That might be the most embarrassing moment of your life. Like you remember when you was ten and you did blah 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 blah, and then everybody starts laughing yeah. and then they, they start acting it out. And it's just—I mean, that's just what we do. Like you have—if I mean, you don't have thick skin in my family, you're yeah. going to be in trouble because. And don't make a mistake. I'm talking about in church. Like I've literally seen people. In the middle of church, something happened, and like my family is just roasting them <laughs> to each other, like not out loud, but like, yeah. "Yo, did you see that? She fell down." Like you know what <laughs> I mean? Like, so that's just that's. That's how we do, man. We have fun.
1: Yeah, with some families, that's the love language. Like it feels awkward to like compliment someone. You know, in your like, I I have like one of those family dynamics where it just if I'm like hanging out with my cousins or something like that, it's very awkward to be like, "Hey, I like your shirt." Mm. Like that would just not something (laughs) we would say. Like if I liked my cousin's shirt. The way I would express that is by insulting his pants. You did assume at that point because <laughs> that I like didn't the insult the shirt. Uh, right. <laughs> it's it's like that episode of Always Sunny where two of them are out for dinner and one of them is really des- desperate for a little affirmation. He's like, Dennis, can you just say one nice thing to me? Just one compliment. And he's like, fine. Your hair looks Small. And like that is the best he, that's the closest he can get to a compliment. Like I can relate. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know, I, I could get, you know, I don't sometimes just ribbing each other is a love language.
3: All right. Or like so. if I if I saw your shirt, like like I'm looking at Jesse's shirt and i will be like, yeah, you know, Jesse, I like, you know, say your shirt looks great, man. It looks like you might be wearing your cousin's shirt. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like it's like, it's like, it's like what size is that, Jesse? Is that a <laughs> medium Or you know, <laughs> <medium>? <laughs> he's wearing <laughs> like, a medium. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like it's 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 like yo, I like your shirt. It's dope. Yeah. It fits good. You know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. I'm not gonna go that that right out and
1: a, say it. You know right, what I mean? Right. <laughs> I don't be
3: like love your pecs, Jesse.
2: You know what, <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah, Jesse, you look like you're healthy. You've been working out. No, you're wearing yeah. a shirt that's too tight because your muscles are bulging. Because <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know? your
3: muscles are bulging. I'm like it's hot boy summer right now. You yeah. feel me? Like you know we gonna have some yeah. fun.
2: Well, speaking of fun, we, we have a fun show in store. Coming up later, Japanese Breakfast joins us. She's an incredible artist. Not only great new album, which we cover in the new issue of Relevant, but she has a new book out, and the book just got optioned. just getting turned into a film. So we got her right at the right moment. She is exploding. Japanese Breakfast is coming up. We also have a game at the end of the show. It's unlike any game we've ever done. And let me just say this. It involves our readers our readers it's a based on feedback that we get here at relevant it's a game that we made based on all the hate comments that people post oh, under our articles mm. so you yes. don't miss that that's coming up love it and then embrace uh, the troll <laughs> <laughs> exactly we're just shining the spotlight on their hate um and uh, wow. that's coming up and but this is this is cool uh, not only we slices and everything, but relevant news this week is is international. Tyler Huckabee, our roving correspondent, is in Paris right now, and so wee, wee, uh, wee. coming up next. We got we got relevant news from across the pond. It's gonna be exciting. I, hopefully, the tech works. Tyler's gonna be coming from Paris. It is late there. Just warning y'all, it's like dinner time, and in Paris they start drinking wine around two p.m. So. Who knows what we're going to get here? Wow. Oh, that's a big tall
1: glass of lunch wine. Lit that's Thailand. what they do, yes. Lit Tyler. Like when you go when you go to McDonald's over there. Yeah, it's it's a cheeseburger and it's just a big McDonald's cup full of wine. It's unbelievable. I mean <laughs> like the sweet tea? Yeah. The $1 exactly. dollar sweet tea? You, you don't do you don't have like, yeah, exactly you don't have like a fountain drink of it's not like Coke and root beer and all that. It's like, okay, I'll get either a rose, a cab, but it's all cheap. It's very yeah, yeah. cheap. French
2: what yeah. pairs well with the McFish? Uh, yeah, you want the oh, Pinot? Oh. Get with the white yeah,
1: wine. Pinot Grigio. Yeah. 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 What time is it? Eleven a.m. Yeah, just drink the Pinot. That's yeah. <laughs> we don't we don't start the red. We don't start the red till twelve thirty.
3: I just picture everybody in Paris more better dressed than us, with better mm-hmm. food, and and like I just picture everything just being better. we just had staff
2: meeting right before this podcast and we do zoom and everything and Tyler was there and I'm telling you he was munching on a huge long baguette during staff meeting like he just had he's full in he just went full French I would be full in too I'm gonna go get a glass of
0: wine right now guys so we can all make Tyler feel it (laughs) 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 like
1: (laughs) do the French just not worry about stuff you know what I mean like because, like in America, I don't have time to go for a bike ride with and, and to go fetch some bread. I just don't have the time. <laughs> I got too much, too much going on all the time. But it seems like that's just the big. I, I, I have a couple of French fan. I have two French families that live on my street. Uh, uh, because I live near a like um a joint forces like military base. So there's a lot of like French over. They, they they ride their bikes to the grocery store every day. Okay, it's not like you go stock up <laughs> you, you, a Costco run. No, no, right. it's just it's a different lifestyle. And they get the food yeah, yeah, eat exactly. that day.
2: so it's fresh. Yeah. It's, yeah. The bread is hot. Yeah. The mm-hmm. the wine is fresh pressed wine. <gasps> yeah, I think yeah. we can well, learn something from that, said. though. Because yeah, I yeah. feel like we
3: can learn something that from that daily bread.
2: That's the craziest thing about this. When you watch like House Hunters and they're over in Europe, like the fridges are the size of like dorm mini fridges. And that's like for the whole family because they only have the food for tonight's dinner in the fridge. That's all they need. And maybe a little bit of milk.
0: And here in America, we've got like three freezers full of you know, frozen uh-huh. pizzas and, and deer meat and all kinds of stuff.
3: Hey, <laughs> and you still wind up getting Chick-fil-A.
1: Right. You come back from a Costco run and you literally have like, if, if, you know, DiGiorno's in, you know, packed to the brim of like the box the size of like a washing machine would be moved in. And, and, you, and you unload and you finally get everything in. And it's like, oh, I don't know, I guess we'll Uber eat some Chipotle tonight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, like, I'm just tired to cook. Yeah, I said, I don't have time to preheat the oven. Right. You know, like.
2: All right, well, let's get things rolling. Stay tuned. Up next, Tyler joins us from Paris. You got the
4: news, but they never show unless they hurt. So you blame it all on my love. The movie, hard heart I like got.
2: You're listening to Aurora. The song is Cure for Me. Well, this week's show is brought to you by The Reset 2021. The last couple years have been challenging for a lot of us, and we're all looking for some sort of reset button. We have just what you're looking for. WeShare, powered by UHSM, is bringing you The Reset 2021, a faith, mental health, and wellness virtual summit, Saturday, July 24th, coming up. You don't want to miss this insightful and refreshing weekend as we hit reset to get our mind, body, and soul regrounded and back on track. The summit's going to include amazing speakers like Brittany Moses, Dr. Caroline Leaf, Tony Collier, Ben Corson, and so many more, as well as special performances from Jamie Grace and Morgan Harper Nichols. You can register now at WeShare.Events.com Again, that's The Reset. It's coming up soon. Saturday, July 24th. You don't want to miss it. Register now at WeShare.Events.com Okay, it is time for a special edition of Relevant News. Tyler brought his gear across the pond. And uh, welcome from Paris, relevant senior editor, Tyler Huckabee, bringing us the intersection of faith and culture. What's happening this week, Tyler? Mm, Bonjour, everybody.
0: He can't talk.
1: He's too busy. He literally (laughs) literally is eating a baguette. I had thought, because Tyler was holding a large, yeah, a stereotypic, a comically long and skinny baguette, okay? As he came on to our little... And a bottle of lunch wine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And... But he was holding his microphone behind the baguette, and as he's talking, I was like, "Please tell me, Tyler wired a microphone into the baguette, and it, and it would look like Tyler's microphone is just a giant baguette." I had that's thought that was. The, here. I thought you'd hollowed out a baguette, Tyler, and wired mm-hmm. a microphone into. it. I'm assuming that's how the French broadcast their news. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so
4: intersection of faith and culture. Right now, forgive me. I have been a, a little on a little bit of a working vacation over here, so I'm not sure that my, uh, so I've I've been a little bit off the beat, but I think I've got something that is interesting. I'll be interested to hear you guys' thoughts about this. Um, So as it turns out, uh, France is in a bit of a fizz over Russia's new champagne label law. And this is really interesting because France, as of course, has very strict rules about protecting its bubbly, uh, which we could know as champagne. But of course, champagne isn't actually champagne, right? Unless it's from the Champagne region of France. Otherwise, it's just sparkling wine over here. But Russia has a new law that means only local producers can call their drinks what the Russians call champagne. It's the equivalent of champagne over there. Now. So France's Tyler, main champagne law, obviously, has created Tyler, a lot of problems over here. In the, Tyler, what's that? What? Yes. What are you... This isn't... The sort of thing that of, Roland typically covers
2: the champagne label of laws. In, well, it's, it's big news. I felt
4: like you guys would care I about think, it. I think you're <laughs> getting your news only from Paris. Well, no. I mean, no. I mean, that's, I think that's... No, I, I we were just starting to get... Well, are you not interested in Russia's and France's tightening of champagne I would, laws? I would
2: say the okay. listener might be wanting us, they're tuning into Relevant for other sort of content than uh, local Parisian wine industry
4: news. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. The fine, bit's not landing it. I, no, I, I no do like this was is,
2: is the
0: bit.
5: This is the, this was
2: the bit that he was only going to
4: bring French news, and it's like this is just no, awkward. Right. No, I bought some, I, brought, I did bring real. I did bring something real, just in case that, that did was land. supposed I to be that it was else. really <laughs> ridiculous. I have something. We're, else. All, We're all, all just here okay. in quiring interested. Okay. In don't even worry about it. Don't even worry about it. Just roll right through that one. Roll right through that one. I'm like,
0: okay, where's this going? Because Tyler always goes someplace else.
4: No, 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 no. Lots of things <laughs> happening. Lots of things happening in the world. It's not, you know, intersection of faith and culture is a broad beat. So, so this is really, so I do think this is interesting. Um, now, so this is, this is, uh, th- here we go. The Now, okay, yeah, this is good. So, as you know, in France, summer holidays are very important to the French oh people. My gosh. She's uh, only right? going to yes, tell us so so French important. news. The uh, the government <laughs> is trying to actually bend COVID vaccination policies over here in France to let the workers hit the beach without worrying about getting the second injection. But that's created Tyler. a cultural divide over here between the <laughs> I Julietis thought we just established that the bit didn't land. <laughs> You're
2: doubling down on the French news. I thought we just established that the French news joke wasn't oh, land. So la- wasn't now you not want real
4: important news either? So we can't i <laughs> Really? really? Huh. Oh, okay. So huh. all right. All right. people are telling me how to do my job over here. Whatever. I got more. That's okay. We can do more. We got, we got other stuff right, happening. Yeah. Find something of broader appeal than just I Parisian think that they news. would have landed more Cameron, if We
0: also would have had our lunch wine today. I mean, you know, that's, this, what, that's yeah. what we need. Yeah. Yeah.
2: We're not we're not on the same page as Tyler yet.
1: In, in, no, in, quick no, question: is, is all of their news related to alcohol? <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that pretty much all they're covering over there? You know. Uh,
2: Oh, the only news I hear about Paris is related to alcohol or like uh, workers going on strike. That's all I hear coming out of Paris. It's one of the you two. Know, that's it's really actually, alcohol.
4: <laughs> if we're going to be serious, like the revolutionary spirit in France, is just baked. It's just baked into the DNA around here. That, that's why uh-huh. things I heard you guys talking about like. Lunch wine in France, and people just riding their bikes or taking all day for to like have a long lunch. That's because people said that we're not going to go to work until you give us like two-hour lunches. And eventually, the government decided had to be like, "Well, well they, I guess they've got us there. They've, they've got, got us over <laughs> I like the that. Can we do that here? Like do that here?
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm we're on like okay. <laughs> look, look my, my, my French neighbors will have hangouts with other French families, but one of an American family got invited along. We've all wanted to go to their dinner parties. Their dinner parties uh-huh. don't start till, like, 9 o'clock on a Wednesday, like, in the middle of the week, okay? <laughs> they go all, literally all night, like, all night. and they are, and they, like, put on plays and stuff, like, at the dinner parties. I mean, it's like a full, like, an American dinner party is you come over around, you know, 6.30, you, you know, you fire up the grill. Couple dogs, couple burgers. Everyone's kind of you know heading heading back home around nine ish, right? Like yeah. maybe we'll maybe we'll have a, a you know a, a basketball game on in the background over there. It is a, it's a literal production. Like they have written original <laughs> plays that they perform for each other at these things. You're not allowed to sit with. This is true at these French dinner parties in my neighborhood. You're not allowed to sit with your spouse at the table. You have to sit with strangers. Like uh-huh. they want people mixing it up. It's a whole other culture, and I'm in. I'm in everything about this. Staying up all night, riding Bikes around two-hour lunches.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It was, it was I was walking from I, w- I was doing some work at a little French cafe here, and I walked back to f- to record this podcast. And there are people. It, it was three thirty here when I was walking 3 Three thirty in the afternoon every cafe full wine bottle out on the table wine glasses full people are having these people look like they're work they don't look homeless like they clearly have <laughs> jobs but they but they also and I'm like I'm the one who is technically on a working vacation right now working vacation is kind of the the modus operandi in France they're always on a working vacation like yeah 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 I'll work today da, 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 knock it out anyway back to drinking the,
1: the, the only time you see people... Like, the, only,
4: yeah,
1: the only time I feel like you see people <laughs> (laughs) People just... And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's just the establishments that I frequent. But I feel like the, the only time you, you reliably see like Americans just day drinking is if they're at the airport, like headed somewhere. <laughs> you can, and and, and <laughs> you just get a pass at the airport yeah. because no one knows where you came from, what time zone you're on. Sure. Nobody cares. People, you know, you see someone have like a frozen margarita at Chili's at seven <laughs> in the morning, you know, at like yeah. the Denver airport. Nobody cares. It sounds like the French are it's just every cafe has that airport mentality. No, there's no judging. Airport anywhere. energy.
4: Yeah. Airport energy, energy everywhere in this town. Yeah, that's crazy. All right. Do you actually have any relevant news? Yeah. Tonight? Yeah. Yeah. This is yeah. <laughs> this is pretty big. This is important. Um, and I'm glad. Um, thank you for asking Cameron. I appreciate that. So um, the U.S. is expected to take a decision in the coming weeks around allowing visitors from france whether or not we can come back <laughs> into the country this is according to the tourism minister jean baptiste uh i told this to france info today and this this is a quote here um the american diplomat sources spoken to us in the coming weeks this is via so com. I, I hope so obviously this is we're all we're all looking at this pretty eagerly here and i don't uh, know which direction it's going to go i don't yeah. know if you guys do either but do yeah. you think that France should continue to allow U.S. citizens in? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Your thoughts? Yeah. Anyone want to run with that one? Sure. <laughs>
1: hey, hey, look, look. I, I just typed France into yeah. Google and hit news. Yeah. And one of the first headlines is France ha- France has the lowest retirement ages in the world. Okay, great news. Everything about France—it's just all it is—is is just confirming what we what we know. Like, yeah. oh, there's a big film festival and everyone's hanging out and sipping. You know, uh, I don't I don't know if they even drink mimosas. I don't know if that's too lunch uh, wine. uh Yeah, yeah, lunch exactly. Yeah. Like it's just wine. France seems like it's pretty mellow. It seems like most of the news is related to people trying not to work. Like that is <laughs> like that was literally like the first headline. Like it's a and big think, problem.
2: I think what France is big known for uh-huh. And food uh-huh. and, you know, beauty. Wine. I
4: mean, it seems uh-huh. like a good, good life style to aspire come to. Yeah, I'm, I may not come back. And they do have it down to like, if they feel like they're working too much, they strike. So they're not working at all. <laughs> I like this. So that the government says, okay, you can come back to work. And not work as much as you were beforehand. And they've just slowly, over the centuries, whittled down their work week one day at a time. <laughs> Probably by the time, you know, two generations from now, they're just not, not going to be working at all. The government will just pay them to stay alive. <laughs> That's amazing. Hey,
1: again, hey I, I I thought the biggest story in France was that 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 woman who accidentally caused that mass. I shouldn't laugh. I, I think he were injured. <laughs> I don't I think anyone died or anything. And I think yeah. I don't think was really using serious injuries, so I think it's fine to laugh maybe. Horrible. But anyway, the woman at the Tour de France, like oh. right as the race started. The sign, okay, yeah. like I don't know, Tyler. How long is the Tour de France? Like four weeks or something? Yeah, it's re- it's re- starting to wrap up today. I think. So it's it's a, you know, it's a bike race to the French countryside it's with like hundreds of, of riders. And it's, you know, if you're watching it on TV, one, here's my observations from like, because I'm always kind of interested in the Tour de France. Like I'll pop up, I'll turn it on. Okay, here's a couple observations, Tyler. Maybe you can set the record straight. Okay, you're over there. You're on the ground. I'm sure it's just the talk of the town I'm sure everyone is just knocking off work even earlier and starting <laughs> to drink even earlier. There's a lot to catch up with with daily updates from the Tour de France. Here's my qu- Here's a couple observations. One, the TV cameras used to to film the Tour de France have evidently not been updated since the late '80s. Like, can they knock it out one high def camera in the entire Tour de France? Like every time I tune in, it's all staticky and it looks like it looks like I'm watching like a, 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 a like a reenactment of the Tour de France that's like retrofitted with old technology. It's very strange. But the other thing too is, evidently, there are real no rules if you're a spectator. Like you just kind of show up and you run down the street next to the racers there's people wearing crazy costumes but this poor woman she had a sign for her german grandmother and it said it said like hi grandma or something in german and the, she saw one of these evidently very old tv cameras and i see why she was leaning out in this <laughs> uh, out in the street these the lenses on these things are pretty antiquated you really gotta put it out there anyway she's like leaning out in the street with the sign and the bike, she does not see that the bike racers are right oh, behind no. her, and they hit her and the sign, and it causes a massive, massive pileup, like,
4: oh. like domino situation. Oh. I mean, oh. hundreds of <laughs>
1: hundreds of cyclists are just falling all over each other. And well, I think well, the woman. So, Tyler is this a big because i think she got in a lot of trouble i, I think she I may think have she been like arrested too, yeah. she, she's being sued it's a bad <laughs> yeah. situation is this that is this the talk of the country is this like the biggest news happening over this there nobody's brought it yeah news. yeah i
4: decided not to bring this because i figured you all would already be up to date on this since it's the only thing anyone's talking about obviously uh, <laughs> <laughs> but i don't but i don't it's I, I feel like she didn't i don't know if they knew what law she broke they're like well this should be a law so you're going to jail now like it was like a retroactively mm. made into you you're in a lot of trouble for doing this but it looked but like the pictures if you look them up they're pretty it is it looks like a like an actual like a Michael Bay movie with entirely yeah. bicycles just them falling
1: over each other it's bad I I had assumed this was just wall-to-wall coverage, that people are still pretty worked up about this over there, Tyler. I can't believe they have time to argue about Champagne when the Tour de France was nearly ruined.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, Tyler, thanks for all that uh, breaking news uh, from France. Uh I I know you'll be there next week as well, so we're looking forward to... I'll keep you up to date. And and, uh, if you want the latest in French news at the intersection of faith and culture, check out relevantmagazine.com while Tyler's Mm -hmm. overseas, because that's pretty much all he's posting now. Uh, just, there's a big beret on our logo and a baguette on the side <laughs> column of the site.
1: Relevant.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Relevant. Go check out Re-le- follow relevant on all the socials. <laughs> relevant. All right. <laughs> Thanks a lot Tyler, man. All right, stay tuned. Up next, Japanese breakfast joins us. I can do anything When I'm dreaming tonight, I can go anywhere When I'm dreaming tonight, I can be anyone So don't wake me up, don't wake me up When I'm dreaming tonight, I can do anything When I'm dreaming tonight, I can go anywhere When I'm dreaming tonight,
5: I can be anyone So don't wake me up, don't wake me up You're
2: listening to Bastille. The song is Distorted Light Beam. Bastille. French. Well, today's show is also brought to you by BetterHelp. Is something preventing you from being happy or achieving your goals or keeping you from experiencing peace? With all the heaviness that's happening in our world, it can be difficult to find purpose and joy. And that's why there's BetterHelp. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You connect in a safe and private online environment and can start communicating in under 24 hours. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions and you can message your counselor anytime. To top it all off, it's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. We want you to start living a happier life today. As a relevant podcast listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash relevant. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash relevant. Well, our guest today is Michelle Zauner. Author and musician, maybe better known as indie rock band slash icon slash buzzworthy artist Japanese Breakfast, has an incredible new album out. But you also might know her from a recent book, uh, "Crying in H Mart," which is a memoir about her experience processing her mother's cancer diagnosis and death, um, which just got optioned to become a movie. Uh, we sit down with her to talk about the crazy year she's been having, how she got here, and what the future holds for Japanese breakfast. Here is Michelle Zauner.
4: After struggling for such a long time and then experiencing a lot of success very, very quickly, does that, do you feel like that that extra amount of pressure or like, oh no, like now there's like eyeballs on me and a spotlight on me and, and this has become a whole different, way more complicated creative outlet than it was when it was just me working on my art?
5: I definitely feel that way, but I also think it's a good thing because it's like forced me to really push myself and work a lot harder um, and become a better musician and composer and producer uh mm-hmm. because i never want to rest on any laurels and i do know like what a, what a real like lottery ticket i've won here and i, I want to feel like i've done everything i can to deserve it um i will say i don't know if it felt like it happened quickly it was really like a it was a growth you know like i spent you know six or seven years like really doing like the grueling like diy tour and then you know Psycho Pop came out we did we did three tours in a minivan you know, before, like you know, it grew into a fifteen-passenger van. For me, it felt like a, a real like climb, you know. And now it's like crazy that this year we're supposed to be on a bus and like um, we're going to be expanding to like nine people uh, instead of like six people. So it's it's very exciting.
4: in HMR, I've I found a very, very good really profoundly moving read. Um, and I'm curious about what the process of writing about your mom. Um, how did that do you feel like that was a was that a way as you're processing your your grief and that loss? Do you think that that like transformed your memory or even in retrospect, your understanding of your relationship with your mother?
5: Absolutely, more more than I even anticipated. Um, really? Yeah, definitely. I don't think I like went in trying to discover anything. I, I felt like I, I felt like I went in thinking like I'm going to revisit some really beautiful p- memories that I have of my relationship with my mother and mm-hmm. like revel in those because it's the closest way that I can, um, you know, recreate being with her. I felt like I went in because I wanted to sort of expose um, how difficult it was to live as a caretaker and 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 just how real that struggle was and and like purge it from my life in a way and and bear the wounds of 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 that experience but i didn't realize how how much i felt like i would learn about my mom in the process and, and also about myself i just tried to explore our relationship like as fully as and and um truthfully as possible and i feel like i came out of that like with such a Profound appreciation of my mother and and, um, understanding of why I am the way that I am. uh, And it's in a way that I I couldn't have even anticipated, I think.
4: I do want to ask a little bit about jubilee it's pretty different and it feels like a very like you're really exploring some emotions that i don't necessarily associate with japanese breakfast um where did the did the like sort of elation and and hope come from that seem to me like they really permeate this album
5: i think i just wanted to fling myself to the other side of the spectrum of human experience you know i think that I had written two records largely about grief and loss and then purged like all of those, Mm -hmm. everything I needed to say about that experience in this book that I was sort of able to close, literally close the book on that part of my life and and start this sort of new chapter. And I thought that the most unexpected um, and exciting thing to write about would be something totally different, uh, like joy. I do think I write like sonically joyous music you know i think even the songs that are about uh-huh. yeah. grief in some ways can be like really like uplifting sounding like i really enjoyed that juxtaposition in retrospect i felt like it was a really wonderful experience because i i you know i felt like i really knew what i was doing in this way that i didn't know with the book and i was like so frustrated with my own stupidity with the book that i felt like okay this is something i know how to do i've made a number of records before i can you know feel comforted by by doing this again
2: was michelle zauner aka japanese breakfast check out more of that conversation in the summer issue of relevant it's out now just go to relevant magazine.com click on the magazine tab and it's right there it's uh presented ad free thanks to uhsm okay stay tuned up next it slices i Listening to You won't believe this. You're listening to Lil Yachty. The song is Love Music. Yes, that was Lil Yachty. Crazy. Well, today's episode is brought to you by podcast creation platform, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor yet, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. First of all, it's free. There are custom tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and every major platform. The cool thing is you can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Okay, it's time for Slices. All right, what do you have, Jesse? Please say it's not French.
1: No, but I will say one thing about France. As I'm watching the Tour de France, that bike race was the most exciting thing I've ever happened in France or cycling, okay? It was the whole world wanted to know more and thought it was hilarious. What the crash? My idea? Yeah. So if so if we had if we had the tour Tour de America. We just need to go full on Mario Kart style and l- allow the cyclists to try to crash each other, like like you know, they're throwing
2: look, banana peels at each other <laughs> <exactly>. and flames <laughs> and, and stuff, turtle so tar- shells at Anything? each other. Exactly,
1: exactly. Tour de America, it's different. Okay, we're getting crashes. We're getting like crashes like that every day. You don't have to watch for three weeks hoping you see one cool crash. You're going to get crashes every day. That's what I'm throwing out there. Uh, so get on it. ESPN or whoever yeah, you, you played Bice. corn you played <laughs> cornhole tournaments like half the time now on the weekends. Okay, I think it's time to level up here. All right, if if there's an appetite for professional cornhole, trust me, Mario Kart cycling races people will watch. Okay, here's my slice. This week, a group of uh, of concerned uh, psychologists have come together to write an open letter that they hope will catch the attention uh, attention of uh, of Uh, the FCC, the Hmm. the uh, group that regulates communications in this country, uh, because they are very concerned about a new trend in advertising called targeted dream incubation uh basically advertisers trying to get you trying to get their ads into your dreams um now it, this kind of first rose to some prominence uh through a gimmick that Coors the beer company did uh in the lead up to the Super Bowl uh what they did is they would tell people um to watch a short video and then they would play an 8-hour soundscape throughout the night um, now, the combination of the content in the video and the sounds that you're listening to overnight were the intent was to make people dream about Coors beer and wake up and just really want to consume that product. But according to these researchers, it's uh, it's actually, uh, you know, a strategy that if advertisers, if it becomes a little bit more mainstream and they use some of these in-home devices like Alexas and you know, the Google Home Assistants and and anything that can kind of listen and talk back to us while we sleep. um, You know, it, it could be a legit concern because they've actually found that this this whole idea of trying to get people to actively dream or at least formulate thoughts and ideas while they sleep unconsciously can be effective. Um, there's a couple studies that they've done over the years where they would actually, in one case, while people slept that were trying to quit smoking, they would pump in the smell of, they would wait till the person falls asleep. And when they did, they would pump in the smell of cigarettes, but alongside of rotten tomatoes, or, or I'm sorry, rotten eggs. A kind of sulfury smell. Uh, after a couple of weeks, uh, it led to a lot of people quit smoking. Uh, there, you know, there's also been other research about people that try to learn languages in their sleep, that it can sort of embed into your subconscious. But these aver- these uh, uh, psychologists are very concerned because they think it could actually be uh, a pretty effective way to sell products unconsciously to people. Um, they, they gave another example of, for instance, let's say there was a, a commercial for a product that was on TV all the time, but instead of a jingle playing, every time that product is mentioned, there's like a little sound or something mm. that you automatically, like sort of a Pavlovian mm-hmm. type of, uh, you know, that would trigger some sort of Pavlovian like, response. Like when in your- Jim
2: would, would do a ding on his computer and then give Dwight a mint.
1: Yeah. And then every time exactly. he dinged,
2: Dwight would want a mint. And yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, so hypothetically, if, if you have, if if there was a large ad campaign that was trying this strategy and they targeted uh, like Alexa devices and if you were to kind of opt into this, it would play that sound at times when it knows you're asleep, especially if you have some sort of uh, a device on that can let it know when you hit REM sleep when you start to dream. They would play that sound that your ears would hear but you would be in deep sleep. The idea is it would trigger you to start to actually dream about the product. So it is it is an interesting seen development but right now
0: i don't like this But well, right now
1: the the f uh the the federal trade commission uh has not acknowledged uh the issue so i don't i don't think there's anything like necessarily immoral about it but it is it is you know sleep is like the only time you're not inundated with ads and consumer right. messaging um so you know it is an interesting technology. would you have to
0: opt into this if you had one of those devices in your room
1: uh, I mean, hypothetically, but but again, opt-ins these days are often embedded yeah. in terms of use agreements uh-huh. that uh, yeah. you know most people don't slog through. I mean, when you download like iTunes or what, when you do, you know a, a new iOS update, you know the, the the terms of use is like fifty pages in of legalese, right. yeah. and I'm sure you're opting into all and, kinds of crazy stuff. And even uh-huh. if you read
2: it, and you saw this little thing. We're like, well, I don't like that. You still need your phone. You got to accept what do you do? it. Like you, you can't opt out yeah. of little parts of it. I mean, yeah.
0: Yeah. Now I can suggest, see Jesse, this could be good. Like if you wanted to start teaching your kids something, yeah. you know, you could maybe if there's an option where you Obey can like have parents. something spoken over your kids while they're sleeping. I'll <laughs> pay <Obey> your parents. <laughs>
1: yes. Dad is right. Yeah. Cut the grass for dad. He would really appreciate it. i would accept And then
0: they wake up and they're like, I'm going to cut the grass for you, dad. Oh, Always take your
1: dad's side like, and
2: stuff. What?
3: what? You should all surprised. Uh-huh. Ah. Your dad is
2: very cool.
3: <laughs> your dad is very cool. Yes. <laughs> all right. What do you have, Derek? So uh, Disney trademarked a god. Uh, I don't know if you guys have-
0: A god or the god?
3: Well- Depends on what your theology is. (laughs) The God of Abraham? No, not the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, but the Norse God, Loki, who is a comic book character. Some guy was trying to upload a um, drawing of Loki onto the Internet and he got a flag for copyright Mm -hmm. infringement. And it's from Disney because Disney has literally not copyrighted their character, Loki. The god Loki. Or I yeah. guess because they're because Loki is technically a god in the Marvel universe, they've copyrighted Loki, the Norse god, who's, you know, I mean, wow. you know about that mythology, right? So, so it's not it's the actor some or the face
2: of the actor of this new series.
3: It's the entire it concept of this god. The, oh my goodness. The concept of the god of mischief, Loki. They have they have copyrighted him.
1: I wonder if that would extend to Thor, too, because obviously Thor oh, is, is, is an ancient, you know, I mean, every even if you aren't connected to Marvel at all, you know, the God of Thunder Thor, it, you know, exists in mythology, exactly. you know, far you know, long before he was a comic book character. I wonder how, how far that extends, you know? Well, how
3: far does it extend? So it's like in Bruce Almighty, can you, you know... Can you copyright God, Morgan Freeman? You just copyright, you know what I'm saying?
2: I literally looked up, like, remember in 1998, there was an animated movie called Prince of Egypt about Moses by DreamWorks. So does DreamWorks Mm -hmm. uh, own Moses and
3: the God that (laughs) Moses served? (laughs) Right. Where does it stop? You know what I'm saying? Like, where does it stop?
1: Yeah. Who owns the IP to mythology, you know, or, 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 you know, sacred text or whatever. You know, I mean, I, I guess it seems like there would be a public domain type of thing.
2: Yeah, public domain. If if something in literature is over 75 years old, it, it immediately enters public domain. So right. like we could reprint Chesterton or we could republish old works royalty free. I mean, because it's public domain. So that yeah. is baked in. So I can't imagine that uh, characters that existed pre 75 years ago in mythology or in literature could be Trademarked or copywritten.
3: Disney said, uh, "Not so fast." <laughs> well, Loki's new, but Loki's new. You know, no, I mean. he Loki's a Norse god. Like oh, so, Lo- oh, so he, Marvel brought in mythology. Mar- brought in yeah, a real in, it, it, Yeah, in, in mythology, I the idea of Loki. Know that. is okay. that science yeah. and uh, religion. Or science and magic. Magic is science that we don't understand. So technically, Loki and Thor are the Loki and Thor Norse gods. It's yeah. just you're getting a peek behind the idea of they're actually just, you know, superheroes or whatever. So that's the kind of the, the concept here is... Uh, Yeah, it's just that it's that idea. So Loki is technically and Thor are technically the Norse gods. We just have a better understanding of how their world works. So Valhalla, all of that, that's all actual like Norse mythology. I had no idea. And all of that. So yeah, so yeah, so that's that's where it gets tricky.
1: Did not Drake try to trademark not the song God's Plan? Because obviously he owns the he owns the, the rights to that. But I think Drake attempted to trademark the phrase God's Plan after. No, I think after. it was YOLO.
3: I think yeah, I think it was You Only Live Once. I, I don't remember the God's Plan one, but I mean Nas tried to copyright the N-word, you know what I'm saying? Cause yeah. he put an album out uh entitled that, you know what I'm saying? So that's why he named, since he couldn't copyright the N-word, he named his album Untitled. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean,
2: pfft.
0: who says yes or no to a copyright?
3: The, the federal
2: trademark, federal Office. Government, yeah, the federal yeah, no, government. You, you you submit for it. So there's like a board
0: yeah. and. Well, it's not like one man who's like getting papers. No, in no, no. Like, All no, right, it's we're going to trademark Loki. No, so trademarks whole, and copyrights
2: uh, are different. Copyright is a uh, word or phrase or copy. You know, like I right. own or I I wrote Got this, it? and a trademark uh-huh. is the usage and visual of a brand or a, you know, so you can trademark like you can't trademark or copyright a book title because there's too many of them and the words are too common. So there could be five books with the exact same title. But if I did a logo of my book title, that can be trademarked and you can't use the exact design of my cover, you know, that sort of thing. So got it. All right. What do you have, Jamie?
0: All right. People talking to us in our sleep and trademarking things. I got something else that people are making people do. I got some international news, just like Tyler Huckabee. Uh, In Norway, legislators have passed new regulations requiring influencers and advertisers to label retouched photos in an effort to fight against you know, unrealistic beauty standards. So that means if there is a an influencer who's putting something up, up on social media or advertisers where body shape, size, or skin has been retouched, it has to have a label on it that says that it has been altered. Uh, it would include, you know, People make photos and they enlarge their lips, they narrow their waist, they exaggerate their muscles. I don't know about all that. Or even if you put a filter before the photo is taken, you have to say that it is. And so this is becoming, Norway says, a a major factor in low self-esteem in young people. So they have got several studies that show a negative impact that social media has. And so they are making... A stance and saying, if you alter your photo, you got to let people know that you did it.
2: How, how would they so, first? A few things come to mind about this. How would they know? First of all, if you didn't label your altered photo, like it's mm-hmm. not enforceable. Mm-hmm. You know, if you did a good job. I
1: mean, obviously.
0: Well, maybe there's a photo of me one day like this, and the next day I have big lips.
1: Yeah, or, right. or maybe, or if, it be, but a lot of times it is I observable. Know. You know what I mean? True. And
2: they're, but it, but it, when they say alter, though, so. Like if I'm a, a photographer would take a photo or a photo shoot and it would be a raw photo and, and, and I'm uh-huh. going to fix in post-production, I'm going to fix the exposure and the lighting and the tint of mm-hmm. whatever. Is that now altered? Cause it wasn't just raw imagery.
0: I think it's just on the person. So if you were to go in and slim down their waist,
2: what if they had red eye and I fixed red eye, is that altering it? If I, or they had a big old zit on their cheek and I took that out. You know what I'm saying like it's just like how far does yeah. this go and how is it enforceable
1: What 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 country is it Jamie you said Norway. that was doing this Norway I see I I feel like there and this is you know I know our French correspondent is gone and we have already <laughs> I've already insulted <laughs> the Europeans with numerous stereotypes and general generalities throughout this podcast but it does seem like there's a lot of European countries that like are, you know, seem pretty good at identifying problems but coming up with terrible solutions to solving those problems. Yeah, like, yeah. it's like, if you go to any like e- website that's based in the EDU now, it's just to read, if I want to read an article that from The Guardian, that's gonna take me five minutes to read. I have to, you know, every time go and accept some cookie policy or some, you know, oh, opt yeah. in to all this stuff because the EU passed a law about, you know, we have to get notifications about cookies and all that kind of stuff you know um it's like i under, i i get the i get the impulse to 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 allow people to have the control of that but it's made using the internet very difficult because it's like yeah they've identified right. an issue but the solution is terrible and it's yeah. same thing with this it's like mm-hmm. you know i think we all can agree that you know unrealistic beauty standards uh can cause a lot of problems within a culture, but is the is the right method of of actually tackling this pro those problems. To require advertisers to disclose anytime they Photoshop an image or, mm-hmm. you know, can, you know, can you incentivize more natural beauty standards instead of punishing yeah. people for, ex- you know, it's still free expression using Photoshop's still free expression. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to do, do you yeah. want to attack that or do you want to incentivize, like I said, natural beauty standards? It, it seems like yeah. just the yeah. wrong solution to, to a problem. Yeah. All right.
2: Well, that'll do it for Slices. Oh, always say, uh, before we wrap up Slices, Derek, I just wanted you to experience with our listeners the viral video of the very hip and cool pastor a few years ago, trying to be relevant to the young people in service, rapping God's plan. No. No. That is why I say,
3: no.
4: No. I want you to know Jesus Christ saved my soul. He baptized me I with the Holy Ghost. I want to die
2: right Ghost. now. Can I die? That is I die? why I say, that is why I say.
3: Oh, so that was just the intro. God's plan. I'm talking about God's plan. You gotta have God's plan. Why is he growling at the end? Jesus wants you to have God's (laughs) God's (laughs) (laughs) plan. Uh, that, boy, yeah. that boy oh goodness. that man like Stone Cold Steve uh, Austin <laughs> let me tell you something brother
2: for the, the visuals uh, for the listeners this is an older senior pastor in a big sanctuary wearing jeans uh, an untucked Hawaiian shirt and, his and a hat
4: backwards, is backwards? backwards
1: baseball
3: cap yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know that you know that the, uh, the picture of Steve muskimi and is like you know it's like he's like hey I'm a kid or whatever like hey guys or whatever That uh-huh.
2: this
1: is that it's that thing you know God. Man. I'm like, oh, what gosh, are you doing? He's like, hey, I thought, I thought you were gonna play us a church blooper, not a a, a, a sketch from. I think you should leave uh, season two. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. I, just, I mean, I that's die. what it sounded. That honestly, it looked like a bad sketch comedy, bit, a surrealist sketch comedy bit. You know? I, oh my gosh. I
3: want to, I want to die right now. But that's okay. so bad. It's okay. I'm I'm, not, I'm gonna live for hey, all man. of y'all.
2: He's he's propelling the culture. I mean, he's like, you know, rap is what the young people are into. So he's, you know. Trying to do whatever he can to reach them for Jesus. All right, stay tuned up next. It is our game featuring our favorite readers. listening to chinatown slalom the song is love is letting go all right it is time for the game the moment is here uh tyler titled this now remember he's in french and there's a lot of lunch activities that he's enjoying so here's the (laughs) title cure for the the, Comet cold (laughs) the cure for the comment cold Every day here at relevantmagazine.com, we strive to cover the intersection of faith and culture with clarity, wisdom, wit, and passion. This is his copy. And while we never want to cause trouble, you can't please everyone all the time. And many of our readers are more than happy to let us know when a certain article didn't do it for them. We're grateful for every reader at relevant, but we can't help but feel that some of these comments came from people who didn't maybe read the thing they're commenting on. Each of the comments below is a real comment left by a real reader on one of our articles about faith, life, culture, and justice. Your mission contestants is to figure out what the article was actually about based on the comment.
3: Okay? <laughs> so I'm going to
2: read the comment and then I will give you two options, uh, two of, of a story that this comment was to. One is the real story and one is not, and you will have to choose which one's the real story based on the comment. So I we will, all three of you are going. We'll have four rounds. And so we'll just go. We'll just go in order. Here we go. Jesse, you might have an advantage here because you were front lines with these commenters oh, for years. Mm.
1: Good Lord. Was I ever? Okay.
2: <laughs> When when, Jesse's
0: going to start twitching in his eyes. When Jesse told
2: (laughs) me that he needed to, after 15 years, he needed to move to a different phase of his career and change his role with Relevant, he told me, I'm just tired of Christians. And, uh, <laughs> mm,
3: I
1: hate no, that. Well, you know, here we are. Here we are. <laughs> I'm, I'm get, I'm getting there. Hey,
3: Jesse, I'm getting there with you, brother. I'm glad to come work with
1: I you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> They're might exhausting. Need a new job. They They're are exhausting. Right? For people that should be known by their love, they are exhausting peculiar
3: yeah, people. There's no hate like
2: Christian oh, love,
4: gosh. Boy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Exactly.
2: All right. So, first, uh, first one up. Jesse, we'll start with you. Here we go. Okay. Here's the comment from Victor Veduva.
0: Oh, you're selling their names? Hey,
2: they put it the, on the public internet. Oh,
3: Why ho, ho, ho. not? Cameron's feisty with it. Wow. Bow, bow, Cameron. I love it. Hey, All right, Clark. Victor. Hey, every hearing. time he says a name, bro, I need you to play gunshots.
4: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Victor Veduva said, relevant has become the gutter of pseudo journalism. Was he referring to? Uh, a com or an article called So Hey Can Disney Just Trademark a God based on Derek Slice, or was it about or was the headline WandaVision's Catherine Hahn got her start on Salty the Singing Songbook? Oh. Relevant has become did, did, the gutter of pseudo journalism.
3: Do we just jump in or
2: what? No, this is yeah. for
3: Jesse. Jesse's up first. Oh,
2: okay. Well,
1: here's a fun fact about the I feel like you know, maybe, maybe this is just a, a persecution complex, but I feel like. I was very good at getting people like Victor. You know, when I was writing headlines and, and choosing content uh, to get angry, to get irrationally angry about the tenets of journalism, mind yeah. you. You know, look, it's not like I, w- I didn't go to like Columbia, but I have a journalism degree. I don't know if Victor does, but I'm glad he's telling me what is and isn't journalism. Yes. And I yes. feel like the stories I would select right. would always be the ones who would get you know the journalism professors out of the the woodwork. And I actually sent that one to Tyler. I sent that in a text one night. Hey, dude, I've listened to this pod about Catherine Hahn. And she was Salty the Singing Songbook. I'm going to guess it's that one. Uh, so
2: we ran an article talking about the star of WandaVision, Catherine Hahn, getting her start on the church play, Salty the Singing Songbook. And it's on her IMDb. It is her first acting gig Okay, in the church. We ran it. <laughs> it's funny, lighthearted. And Victor Vaduva commented, "Relevant has become the gutter of pseudo journalism." Oh. You are correct, Jesse. That is the article that he commented v- gonna it. Still got
3: what, Victor Vaduva, what's his name? Victor, Victor,
2: Victor Vaduva Oblagala,
3: Vaduva, Victor Vaduva Oblagala.
2: All right, Jamie, you're up. This is uh, Bobo, okay. Tog, T-A-O-G. Bobo. Bobo Tog, T A O G, Bobo Tog. Here's the comment. If hell has a veil, it is woven by clickbait managers focused on engagement. I hope when you go into your small meetings that this is a real banger of a comment for you to bring up. I didn't even click on it
3: (laughs) because
2: I don't want to give you the dust of my ignorance as a salt to your wounds. This is the kind of softball in an MLB world that gets you knocked out of the park. Call me for more info. It's your boy. Eight, four, four, the devil. Is that Is that comment Hey
1: Hey. You guys can see why I needed a career change
2: After 15 years
1: (laughs) Yeah
2: Was that comment on the article (laughs) Relevant recommends God spare the girls by Kelsey McKinney Or Noah Hawley says his Alien series Will continue the franchise's exploration Of inequality and greed
0: How could it be on either one of those Ah!
1: It's our it's our it you should see an actual you should see an actual controversial was, story what happens then
0: I was waiting for you to give me something clickbait, about like, like, I don't even see yeah
2: the, <laughs> they've lost weight yeah no 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 if we were we recommending a thoughtful uh, P- God Spare the Girls by Kelsey McKinney or were we talking about how the Alien series will continue the exploration of inequality and greed also substantive
3: my man Bozo was triggered
0: Aliens oh you knew uh, what no. it
2: was that comment was posted under Relevant Recommends God Spare the
1: Girls by Kelsey McKinney <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh, Bobo. Bobo, Bobo.
1: Bobo, real talk. What do you do for a living, honey? Because how would you like me going into your job, okay, and just, and just ranting, just ranting wildly about something totally innocuous. That is part of your job. Like, that's what I want to say to these people. You you think, yeah, I'm going to bring it up in a meeting, not because you you have any validity to your comment, but what kind of, who types this out? Who is spending the time? Like, what what do you do, Bobo? Tell me, because I would like to go visit your manager. I would like to try to interrupt one of your meetings with a salty comment about something completely innocuous.
2: Derek, you're up. Jeremy Huff commented this. I'm shocked daily in regards to the amount of progressive indoctrination, especially within the Christian millennial space. They have no clue and knowledge of history because if they were informed, they would be scared crapless about the historical and current evil lies and tyranny of the progressive Marxist left. Also, it shows American pastors have utterly failed in defining evil. I E if a specific ideology fervently fights to extinguish unborn life, they are evil and all other mantras of their progressive, Aggressive woke religion is fraud and lies to control. Was that comment under the article, the unprecedented heat wave in Oregon is getting deadly or a third way between war and pacifism?
3: First off, y'all, I'm going to just give y'all a rule of thumb. Yeah. If it's over three sentences, you 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 you, you jump the shark. <laughs> it, if it's over, like, bro, I, I, I'm not going to even lie. I went and made a sandwich halfway through the comment because it's just like, I'm like, yeah. bro, I'm not reading this. But they got uh, to um, tell us, tell us how progressive we are.
2: Is it the unprecedented, even, the unprecedented heat wave in Oregon is getting deadly or a third
3: way between war and pacifism? The obvious choice Is a third way Between war and pacifism But I am so concerned That this is a psycho But I'm gonna go With the obvious choice okay. the That comment
2: About our Marxist pa- is a if The unprecedented Oregon. Heat wave in Oregon Is getting deadly
0: Oh my gosh <laughs> I can't I can't
3: <laughs> Who is this Jordan? I knew it bro I knew I was like It's too It's too good It was was on a platter for me. You know what I'm saying?
2: (laughs) Okay. So here's the, here's, you're up, Jesse. Here we go. So the score right now, the score right now is 1 0 0. All right. Here we go. Jesse, you are up. Here we go. The comment is, and yet Cardi B's WAP is still championed as a modern day transcendent work of art. Was that the comment by Rob Smith under Matthew West apologizes for song or? the definitive ranking of bands from Christian's Christian's pop-punk glory
1: days? Uh, Well, I'm going to have to go with the the Matthew West deletes the song.
2: Matthew West apologizes for song and Rob Smith said, and yet Cardi B's WAP is still championed as a modern-day transcendent work of art.
3: (laughs) Which is news to us. Yeah, Jesse, you got an intimate relationship with these people, brother. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you're, you're talking about getting accepted <laughs> with nightmares. You, you, trust me.
3: <laughs> I've published a
1: lot of things over the years, Derek, and people have had I feel like thoughts. you need
0: therapy after this today, <laughs> yeah, Jesse. You, you, this, is, this is warning.
1: PTSD for me, yeah. Uh,
2: Jamie, you're up. Uh, welcome to the family. Okay, Mark Drumswee, Drumswee, Mark Drumswee says... American Christianity is something foreign to the scriptures. Was that under Sadie Robertson on finding hope in hard times? Or can patriotism become idolatry?
4: Ooh,
3: that's a rough one.
0: I mean, it feels like the obvious would be with the patriotism comment. But I'm nervous that someone started saying stuff about Sadie. I'm going to go with the 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 crazy, and I'm going to go that it was under Sadie's article.
2: Mark Dromsky, Dromswee's reply, "American Christianity is something foreign to the Scriptures," was under the article Sadie Robertson on finding hope in hard times. <laughs>
3: People be crazy. What is wrong with these people? Do you <laughs> yes, do you exactly. hate everything that is happy?
1: <laughs> yes, they do. They do. Not only that, they they do. tell What people, is God. the they problem, Mister? Mr. Mr. Who
3: hurts you, Mister Drumsky? Bro, who hurts you, Mister Drumski? All
2: right, Derek. Brent Helwig said, "Could be oh, your look. dumbest post ever." Relevant, and that's saying a lot. We don't drink coffee; we drink bourbon. Was that under? What your coffee says about your theology or how to master the cheap date without being cheap. Two lighthearted articles. What your coffee says what? about your theology or how to master the cheap date without being cheap. Hey, he said we all drink coffee, we drink. Could bourbon. be your dumbest post ever relevant, and that's saying a lot.
3: We don't drink coffee, we drink bourbon by Brent Helwig. All right, last time I went with the obvious choice. This time, I'm gonna go with the, the least obvious choice is we're going to, and, and a lot of these dudes probably don't have a lot of dates. So, we're gonna do the, the dating <laughs> one.
2: <laughs> the article was What Your Coffee Says About Your Theology. And he didn't like it because he drinks only bourbon, not coffee. So, there you uh, go. Okay. Okay. You know. Dang,
3: I'm, I'm, I'm out here lacking, but I, 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 I'm not even gonna lie. I don't understand any of these people. So, uh, Jesse, here we go. Here, uh, bro, I'm Josh. At bro, I'm
2: Josh on Twitter says, please tell me what holidays I can celebrate since you know everything and I want to be relevant. Was he talking about our Instagram video on Christian nationalism or Juneteenth is an official holiday? I'm
1: going to say Christian nationalism.
2: We posted an Instagram video on Christian nationalism and bro, I'm Josh said, please tell me what holidays I can celebrate since you you know everything and I want to be relevant. So there you go. (laughs)
1: Do you know the most com- the most negative comments I ever got on a piece <laughs> I can't believe the- you're three for three buddy they're in the
2: final Dude, round. I, yeah. hey, they got an I,
1: intimate relationship I know these people I know their psychology but okay you know the most negative comments on a piece I ever got it was one of the it was one of the most well I I can't even take claim for its authorship right like it was a piece that was shared hundreds of thousands of times I got more negative and more personal like tagging me personally in in things like to say nasty mean things and it was what Jesus says about uh, uh, the the immigration issue. It was something along mm-hmm. those lines, and the mm-hmm. piece was literally just 12 Bible verses and a no link commentary. for people to read was, no was commentary scriptures. No commentary. It was scriptures. No commentary? It
2: wasn't what Jesus, it was what the Bible says about yeah. immigration. <laughs> yeah. And it was just scripture.
0: So you didn't even have your personal...
2: Nothing. No, it no. was it The was Bible just... said this about immigration yeah. and people called Jesse like, out, tw- threatened his
3: family. It was
2: Yeah, horrible. like legit scary, scary stuff. his family? Dude, oh, dude I'm telling you. It was bad. It was yeah,
1: bad. And it's like... Hey, y'all,
3: I'm putting in my two-week notice.
1: Dude, I am telling you. I am telling you. You, you, you start, you start to lose faith in like humanity a little because yeah. you're like, dude. Okay, uh, wh- what is what is inspiring people?
2: Have you read the Bible? Because this is just yeah. the Bible. We're not yeah. doing and anything. Plus, you know. How plus, are Christians you threatening why people's you, family? Like,
1: if you encounter an idea you don't like on the internet, why do you have to go and and blast some stranger about it? You know? Yeah.
2: Anyway. All right, Jamie, you're up,
1: guys.
0: I'm gonna make a. I'm a okay. I'm gonna make a bold statement yeah. real quick, and people are gonna get mad about it. I think a lot of these people who are Christians commenting may not actually know uh, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, ain't,
3: I ain't mad at that. I'm going to tell you right now, though, you threaten my family, bro. It's going to be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a problem, problem. You know what I'm saying? Well, pow, right, here's the comment by
2: uh, Keith uh, at Reality CK time. No, Keith at Reality CK Time. That's his handle. All right, here's the comment. Where's the relevance to what this organization was founded upon? I remember the day I picked up my first relevant magazine, magazines in quotes, and was excited to see a fresh approach. Fresh has turned more and more non-relevant over the years as to the kingdom. Was he referring to mm. what does it mean to be a Christian feminist or Christianity's most famous beer enthusiasts?
0: Keith, I could see where he could go either way with this. He might be a, opposed to the beer drinking. Mm. He's definitely opposed to the feminists. I'm going with the feminist.
2: Oh, uh, no. He was mad that we did a list that included C.S. Lewis and other people who spe- said glowing things about their love for beer. And therefore, you other faith leaders over the eons. All right, Derek. Richard Sanborn said... Tyler, he called Tyler out by name. Tyler is frightened because he believes that faithful Christians are the fascists while ignoring the shrieking horde of orcs. In the comment section here, that bully, denigrate and harass anyone who dares speak words that are not approved by the CRT social justice lexicon. All right. Uh, Was it under the article this general's response to critical race theory is worth your time? Where we posted the clip a few weeks ago. Or Uh the article, who really said quote when fascism comes to America it will be wrapped in the flag and carrying a cross. So that was an article headline. And that was a those are both headline.
3: triggering because it's either yeah CRT's Patriot one, CRT fascism. Patriot or mm-hmm. the uh Race and faith, so mm-hmm. uh, or fascism and faith.
2: I just thought it was interesting that it, whatever the topic was, if it was fascism, he brought CRT into his comment. If it was the CRT one, he brought fascism into brought his fascism, comment. It's like, He's
3: just gonna I mean?
4: go like, over. He yeah. just
3: yeah, it's just he just he Cover all on the, the, the buzzwords, freaking yep. progressive liberal <laughs> jerks. Uh, yep. I pff, I'm at a loss. Uh, I'm gonna go with the general. I, I, th- uh, no, it was the article Who really said when
2: fascism comes to America Will be wrapped in the flag and carrying a cross Not our words, we were quoting A famous Christian leader Who said that and Richard Sanborn Called Tyler out by name anyway, uh, I'm there all for three other- but
3: I'm okay with it
2: Yeah, Good, I'm glad too <laughs> you, you remain pure uh, Last week's podcast, Jesse, you remember your slice? The game's over, you won Jesse in a landslide uh, Congratulations, congratulations. And Thank we're you. sorry
1: well, I don't know. Uh, That's what I'm like. I don't know if it died. If it needs to,
4: congrats, yeah. well, not my man. Like
1: or my soul has died. But uh, anyway, <laughs> feels good to win. Feels good to put that W on the board,
2: Jesse. If you uh, remember last week on the podcast, you brought a slice about the Ark getting marooned yeah. and, and stuck yeah. in oh, England, yeah. right? Uh, <laughs> Joe Allen Doty decided to post mm. underneath our Instagram, saying, "Hey, we have a new podcast, and we have yeah. great, great guests and stuff." Joe Allen Doty, I didn't listen to the podcast, but I do know that Noah's Ark was not a boat. The Hebrew word translated as Ark literally means box. The Ark of the Covenant
3: wasn't a boat. So there you go. He,
1: he listened to the so next, that Tell up.
2: me
3: you just listened to the Bama podcast one time without saying you listened to the Bama podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Jesse, that's
1: yeah, your feedback
3: on last week's slice, buddy.
1: Good, good. I'm glad people are digging it and, and expressing uh, uh, you know, are, are still very kind to my work. Uh, feels very good to spend my professional life uh, doing something that has impacted somebody's lives possibly. <laughs>
0: This hey, Ann, public service announcement. All of yeah. you listeners, if you have something mean to say, if you wouldn't say it to our faces, don't Ooh. write it in a comment. Yeah. There you go. Ooh.
1: Yeah, if you see me in the street, I dare
3: you say it my face. I dare you. I dare you say it to my hey, face. I'm, listen, I'm going to be honest. I'm kind of hoping that the comments wrap up because I'm, I'm enjoying cooking y'all live <laughs> on the podcast. So I'm just yeah, saying, I'm, a, like, I'm just letting you know, I've got all the smoke for you, big dog. <laughs> all the smoke. Hey, I want it all earlier this week you said if
2: you want to say it to our face Jamie you saw that video go viral like on Tuesday Monday where that racist dude was like calling out his mm-hmm. neighbors he was on film and he then knew he was being filmed mm-hmm. and he was saying it right to the dude's face and then he said to the camera I'm my name is such and he said his address like you can't touch me Ooh. and then two hours later a hundred people showed up, <laughs> they, cops showed up, up on and that they pulled, boy. Him, out his, <laughs> dude, they pulled yeah. him out of his
3: house everybody's <laughs> throwing stuff at him booing him it was great Hey, hey, look! That, hey, but look but that's what they happened with it, go, yeah, bro. Go to yeah. it go to your head real fast. It go to your head real fast, but it's real life consequences for that foolishness, buddy. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, it, if when you're out there, but obviously there's a lot of people in this country who have not learned. If you're out there committing hate crimes, you know, and, and saying identifiable information we're still a nation of laws and you're gonna be arrested and you that, know maybe just uh, I,
2: that dude you know he was conditioned based on he was one of those respect. Twitter guys just saying whatever uh-huh. he wanted to say mm. with no consequence and he just thought the uh-huh. real world worked that way and he it found don't. out real quick that it don't it
3: don't, it don't. Anyway. I, look I'm trying to tell you man I'm letting I'm serving fair warning if you address me by anything other than Mr. D- or Derek Miner in the street bro, just you are gonna be missing some teeth like
1: hey I, not, it's not talk, a game <laughs> in the real world i have never i have never met any like anyone who's like read any any of the the work we've all done together or listened to any of our shows that has been anything but kind in real yeah. life like, actual I, you know, it, is it, it is it is isolated True. well i can't say totally isolated but it you know seems pretty isolated to you know people's you know just feel empowered on social media and to look you know it's easy to watch something or read something and not think about the the person as yeah. a human whether it's an athlete or yeah. it's, a, it's a writer or someone on a podcast or you know I, I don't know if you guys have watched that new Netflix I know we're coming off on time here but like um, that Netflix show that debuted about the music industry and each episode kind of takes a very deep dive mm-hmm. in some kind of like a trend and they did an episode on auto-tune and the history oh. of auto-tune is really yeah. fascinating it's Man. one of the best hours of TV I watched all year and but anyway the, uh, uh, one of the primary uh, subjects on it is the artist T-Pain who mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, got his start by, you know, he really kind of brought auto tune to the mainstream. And, you know, because of that, a lot of people uh, gave him, you know, kind of a hard time or or called him kind of a gimmicky artist. And you realize he's super
2: talented. If you watch his NPR tiny desk where he actually sings without auto tune,
3: dude is unbelievable. And a very sweet, kind, sweet human being. Actually, yeah, they, they actually
1: yeah. play a clip of the NPR thing on the docu mm-hmm. on that do- Netflix documentary and kind of talk about how that was really a turn, you know, turned kind of public opinion about him. But anyway, you, you watch it and you you this guy has suffered real mental health consequences yeah. while he was mm-hmm. making some of the most popular songs in the country. You know, was going through deep anxiety and depression because people were just clowning him well, all the time. Usher, he's still a person. Usher yeah.
2: specifically pulled him aside and said, "Bro, you ruined music." Yeah. And he said he had that he after that comment he entered into a four
3: year depression
1: it, it, because he was facing it on Twitter all the time too. It's just like, dude, these yeah. are human beings, man, and Why, that's yeah. the
3: thing. I, our words matter, you know. Like yeah. even the Bible says, the power of life and death is in the tongue. In the tongue, yeah. man. you know what I'm saying? And when you when yeah. and, and it's not. Yep. Saying that, saying something audibly, writing it down, whatever, in whatever way your words it, yeah. actually affect mm-hmm. people. But, I, and I'm gonna echo what Jesse said like, every relevant podcast listener that I've ever met in real life has been legit. But what I've noticed is, yeah even with my own platform, the people that cause the most stink that are like, get mad, they're really usually the Fairweather fans. You know what I'm saying? They're the guys mm-hmm. that just, you know, they, they may have heard a song once or twice, popped up and like, let me see what this guy is up to. And then there becomes this weird obsession with people putting yourself at the opposite of everything I say. So yeah. if I'm like, hey guys, yeah. let's go to heaven, they're like, nah, we going to hell, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's, <going laughs> <to hell. laughs> no, it's just, it's you just like, literally, I, you just yeah. want to be at the opposite yeah. of everything that I say because for some mm-hmm. of these people, that unfortunately, with the insecurity that they face, that may be the only spotlight that they get rather than being, yeah. Yeah. you know, happy with who they are and what they have. A lot of times yeah. these guys are just, they're looking for something to to either invalidate you to make them feel better or to, you know, I, it's, it's really sad, really. Yeah. yeah,
0: and I learned just recently when they did that article about our family in the post is that what was that like i don't know 1500 words maybe yeah. and you know we talked to her for like you know 10 hours and then people would read that and make a full life assumption yeah. about myself or my family mm-hmm. when really they don't even know me they only know what they read and that is what you have to remember as well that you're is. reading something you're like that is not the full life story mm-hmm. of somebody mm-hmm. it's 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 a snapshot of one thing and, in their life and it's not even all encompassing and it's enough. a
3: person's opinion on that one thing in your life so that may not even be the right. real reality of whatever is happening You know, we just got to do a better job of treating each other like human beings. I just really believe that.
1: Because the reality is it's fine to attack ideas. It's not fine to attack people, right? Like I can, someone can say something I don't like and I can have a thoughtful response without attacking that person. And the people, and and from my experience, and, and this is anecdotal, but it's, I feel like I have a lot of anecdotes of it, you know, producing content for different types of audiences over the years. The one audience that always, always, always seems to default to attacking the person, not the idea, seems to be Christians. Every, like, mm-hmm. I, I've worked on stuff that's for, you know, kind of, you know, non religious audiences, and they're fine attacking ideas and giving the human the benefit of the doubt 90% of the time.
0: Wow, Jesse.
1: But when you do it, it for Christians, it. they go straight for the person. And like, I But that that honestly has been my experience with, and I'm again, I, I, that's anecdotal. It's my own experiences, but I bet there's a lot of people who are who have some manner of platform who have who have. You know, performed for, or written for, or created content for different audiences, and I and I would I think it's a pretty safe bet that they would have a similar experience. Ask like a Beth Moore, or ask you know mm-hmm. a, a, you know not even someone who has become you know quote unquote controver- you know Christian controversial. Yeah. Ask any anyone who's had a platform that has done. Stuff for both audiences, and tell which audience is more likely to attack the person instead of the idea, and it, it, it plays itself out. It, and, and you know, I don't know why that is, but it seems to be, you know, just a pattern that that constantly plays itself out. We have to do you better.
0: Know. This is embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, it's not a representative of Jesus. Yeah. So I, I love how we took this game, this funny game, and now we're like throwing down life lessons. Come let's on, guys, it.
2: it's beautiful. Hey. We're, let's My do favorite. it. My favorite hey. thing is uh, through humor and satire and parody making a point without saying the point that was this game It's like, come on people, we can do better. Yeah. Right. You know,
1: it, the, the best, you know, I listened, there was a, you know, when a, the former president Obama put out his, his recent book a, a few months ago, and I was listening to one, an interview with him. It was in the New York times. And he said, you know, the best lesson he learned about how to, to influence people and, and how to win quote unquote arguments. He's like, if you can make your opponent's case better than they can, You'll always want an argument. Mm. You'll always want a debate because it shows you put the thought into actually understanding why that person thinks what they do. Mm -hmm. And you're not going after that person's humanity. You're trying to get to the core of their idea. And if you can argue their case better than they can, then you have a better understanding of the idea. And I feel like that's a really powerful thing. Like if I want to attack something like critical race theory or Marxism or whatever kind of these hot buttons are, you better know it. Know it, know it, know it better than the advocates for it because that shows at least you engage okay. with it and not just I'm mad at something because Tucker Carlson told me to or whatever, you know? And, and maybe, again, maybe
2: like do the work to click the article and read Jeez. it first read it. before you comment <laughs> <laughs> based yeah. on the headline. Thank you very much. All right, that'll do it for the debut of Cure for the uh, Comet Cold. Hey, before we wrap up, I want to thank Japanese Breakfast for joining us today. Um, her memoir, Crying in H Mart, and her latest album, Jubilee, are both available now. Go check them out and check out the feature with her in the summer issue of Relevant. It's available right now. Uh, biggest feature lineup we've ever done in an issue. It's available right now. relevantmagazine.com. Just click on the magazine tab and it's presented with many things. It's presented ad-free by UHSM. Go check it out. Summer Show really Relevant. Check out the Japanese breakfast feature. It's great. Also, while you're at the site, make sure to sign up for our new daily newsletter, Bring you the top five trending stories at Relevant every morning. You can sign up right there on the homepage at relevantmagazine.com. It's curated down just to the best of the best, most trending content. Also, make sure to head over to the faith section and check out our daily devotional series, Deeper Walk. It's presented by Lumo. There's a morning devotional every weekday. You can sign up for our um, morning email so you can kind of wake up with devotional being the first thing in your inbox. And you can also check out the Deeper Walk Daily Podcast wherever you get your podcast. It's awesome. Listen to it every day. Okay, on that note, we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. Leave his family alone. I'm Jamie Ivey. And I'm Derek <laughs> Miner. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next week. Be nice on the internet, everybody.